Welcome. Today is June 7th, 2020, and we are so glad that you've joined us for our online Thank you service for watching. today. And we would love to connect with you. Nowadays, that is all digital. So please right. join us for a Zoom call. Uh, feel free to leave a comment here and we will respond. Thumbs up, subscribe to the channel. All that good stuff. Our yep. emails will be on this video mm -hmm. at the end. So please feel free to reach out to us via email. And even good old-fashioned phone call. We right. would love to do Right, that. old school phone. I've had a couple really good phone calls recently and it's kind of like, you know, What's old is new again, but we want to be in touch. Yes, bottom line is we would love to know how you're doing. So please feel free to reach out. In this video is our small attempt to begin the process of speaking out as allies of the black community. Mm -hmm. And in addition to our voices, in a moment, you'll hear from another fellow Riverite from his perspective on things. And I really think you'll appreciate hearing from Don Giroban. Yeah, it's going to be good. Well, can I just situate us for a moment? Let's just situate ourselves in this present day. It's what, about two weeks ago now that the ugly monster raised its head again. And I'm referring, of course, to the reality of the ever-present underlying systemic racism that exists in our country. And it became unavoidable with the death of George Floyd in Minneapolis. And of course, George Floyd, sadly, is just the latest name in a list of Americans whose rights have been trampled and who, has, who have been cut down. And this latest episode, we've seen once again what is just really, I think, the fruit of 400-year-old sin of racism in the United States. And I guess thanks to technology, this time it is unavoidable. It's right here in our hand, it's undeniable. And that is a good thing. And uh, appreciate that, that it's, it's, on, it's right here in front of us. But we also have to acknowledge um, that we've been here before. And unfortunately, it's a bit of a vicious cycle because a tragedy occurs. It could be Trayvon, it could be Eric, it could be Brianna, it could be Ahmad. You know, the list goes on and on. Another travesty of injustice occurs. And then, you know, before long, the passions subside and the heat cools off a little bit. And if we're honest, for many people, it's kind of back to normal life where we essentially wait for another episode. And, you know, I was thinking about what I said in last week's video. I, I, I said something along the lines of that on top of the pandemic that we're all suffering through, now we have to confront this intolerable racial injustice in our country. But I think I want to revise that as I've been ruminating this past week. I'm wondering now if perhaps the pandemic is the perfect time to confront this. You know, when we're living in lockdown, there is no going back to normal. But you know what? We don't want to go back to normal. We shouldn't be going back to normal. And as leaders in this church community, we're here to say we must move forward. That's right. Yes. As people of faith and for me personally, as a follower of Christ, what adds to this horror of this is that racism and bigotry have been fostered by a warped sense of Christianity mm -hmm. 
and of patriotism as well. And that really angers and frustrates me. And I hope to become an active participant in ending this deep-rooted sin. And for me, that means two things. First, making sure that my voice, a white woman who's grown up in America with every privilege, mm. is used to express solidarity with the black community. And secondly, it's to actively investigate my own heart and my own role in a system that has oppressed people that I care about. So I've really been thinking a lot about Psalm 139, which says, search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you and lead me along the path of everlasting life. So in these days, I'm working on my voice and my heart. These are areas that I really wanna grow in personally and that I want us as a community to grow in as well. That's really good. Um, for me personally, I've, I've really been thinking more than ever about the, the radical table flipping Jesus that we read about the Jesus who allowed his anger to fuel his challenge of those who perverted faith. And I'm remembering the story of the, um, you know, the overturning the tables and the money changers and all of that. And I remember that it's not just that he blew up in the moment because they had turned God's house of prayer into a den of thieves, his famous line. It says in the scripture that he took time to make a whip, cords of a whip, in order to attack the evil that had infiltrated the faith. And so what I see there is someone who carefully and deliberately and intentionally channeled his appropriate rage to drive out the corrupt system. And I have to admit, I'm not sure I really know that Jesus very well. I'm not sure I've really learned much from him. And I'm admitting and beginning to grapple with the fact that I think it's time for that to change. It's time for me to grow in this understanding so that I can better do my part in rooting out the racism in me and in the world as well. Yeah. So as a community, over the past several weeks, we've been tackling this theme of how, how to, to move, move forward. forward. And so hopefully that gives you a little glimpse of how John and I are processing and some ideas about where we're heading. But now, as promised, yeah. I wanna introduce you to someone that we are incredibly fond of. Yeah, Don and his family have both been a delight for a long time and we're excited to get a chance to hear from them. Here we go. Hey, we are excited to be here with Don Giro Bond. And in addition to being a son and a husband and a father, um, we know Don to be a very perceptive, tender-hearted follower of Jesus. And uh, we've asked him to share some of his thoughts today. And we thought first we should just get to know him a little bit better. Hi, Don. Hi. How are you doing today? How are you guys? Good. You're looking good. <laughs> Thank You're you. You're looking good. I like that hat. Thank you. What am I quarantine look? <laughs> yeah, that's I right. Get it. 
so for Don, for those of you, for those people out there who haven't maybe met you or your family, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself and your family? Um, so I am uh, married to Esther Vaughn, and we have two uh, wonderful kids, two boys, the age five and eight, Milo and Noah. And uh, we, um, we live in Westchester, um, north of the city. And we've been attending the river um, for about eight, nine years or so. That's very good. How did you end up at the river in the first place? Do you remember? Um, it was shortly after um, Esther and I got married. And she decided we needed to find um, a new church home um, as a young couple. So. Mm -hmm. She, we weren't really attending any church regularly at that point, um, but she saw the subway ad um, ah. campaign, famous subway ad series. Yes, yes, subway ads, um, are good. And that caught her attention, and I agreed that sounded like a great place to check out, and there we go. There we go. Very nice, that was, uh, so yeah, those kids were, they're like, uh, river, they're OG river kids, right? That's right, they were raised <laughs> in the river. Um, Lena was one of the first people to actually babysit Milo. Oh. Yes, she's got that, that Lena Kraku has got that claim on a lot of kids in the church. It's very, very fun. Um, hey, uh, I also know that you were part of, at some point you moved out of the city and were part of helping a sister church of ours get started. What was that like? Oh, that was such a great experience. Um, we ended up moving, leaving New York and going to the Bay Area for about three years. Um, and when we left, of course, we were sad, but um, the parks recommended that we call this woman Leah Martins, who had just moved out there to um, plant a church hmm. in the uh, blue ocean sort of faith. Mm -hmm. So we called her, um, and a handful of other people had just shown up there too. And about eight of us or so, we kind of created this newly formed church in From Berkeley. the ground up. That's wow. Amazing. So what well, was that like? Yeah, to be a part of that. Um, it was it was a great experience for me, um, especially because to be part of a church is to be involved and to really you know help it grow and to get to know everybody. So when we moved to Berkeley, it seemed like a really good chance with such a small group to really um, apply ourselves and and commit to that group. And it really was such a growing time for both Esther and I to be able to do that. Um, and make it part of like our, our daily lives. Well, we happen to know that they loved you and missed you and were super jealous when you ended up coming back to New York City and leaving them. So we were glad to uh, reacquire the Bond family and um, it's been great to have you. Sir, do you wanna ask that one? Yeah, so what uh, I'm curious, you know, with your two kids, up in Westchester, you know, what has life been like for you during this pandemic? Um, for us, it's actually hasn't been a huge change, um, strangely. Hmm. Uh, both Esther and I, we, we live these sort of freelancer lifestyles where we're um, working from home most of the time. So of course, all the time is different than some of the time and so yeah. there's been changes and our kids are home of course, as opposed to being at school. But in terms of just our day-to-day -day life of living in this house, um, that hasn't changed a lot. So we've been really fortunate to, you know, just to be able to enjoy the lifestyle that we had set up. Yeah. 
Good for you. You're one of those people that I would sit on my couch and dream about of having a backyard, you know, <laughs> you know, some space during this time. That's pretty cool. So as you know, we have been in this sermon series called how to move forward when no one knows what's next. And originally we were thinking of all of that, that basic question in view of the pandemic and all the uncertainty that it, it um, generates in our lives. Um, but now, of course, much bigger, deeper questions have, uh, have arisen as these ever-present underlying racial tensions in our country have resurfaced again, and this time in a very powerful way. And uh, so the question now has, um, I think, is still pertinent and has a lot, to, uh, lot for us to all consider. And we just want to say thank you so much just for being willing to be on on. The, uh, in the service with us and uh, to share your thoughts and we look forward to hearing what you're you've got to share with us thanks Don thank you John and Sarah hi everyone how do we move forward now when John and Sarah first asked me to contribute a video for the river I didn't really feel comfortable that you all wanted to hear from me today after all I'm not black and I don't even live in the city anymore but I am an ally and a friend. And like everyone else, I'm just trying to figure out how to keep moving forward. So I'm here today to support and encourage you because pretty much everyone on the planet is suffering right now. In some ways, I felt weirdly prepared for this time we're in now. Early this, earlier this year, just before the global pandemic set in, my mother passed away suddenly. She was an integral part of my family's life, and the loss of her gentle, loving presence was a shock. Her death pushed me and my family into a world of grief and loss, a place I hadn't really been to before. I've learned how to be sad better, how to cry better, and how important it is to pause and just let your feelings run their course. The last moments of her life often play on repeat in my head, in the car, on the way to the hospital, I was holding her in my arms as she struggled and finally failed to just keep breathing. It plays in my head when I hear stories about COVID victims who can't breathe without a ventilator plays in my head when I see protesters holding signs up that say, I can't breathe. So how do we move forward? We breathe because we can. And we need oxygen to live. And we take it one day at a time. Because ultimately we don't have a choice. As a freelance graphic designer, I spent the last few years struggling to stay afloat. I've lost a lot of hair and sleep, burdened by the weight of insecurity and fear of the future, the weight of the responsibility to my family. But living in this month-to-month -month way, where there are no guarantees, has taught me to really live in the now. Not next month when things calm down, but today, now. 
Things may not look good in the future, but right now you have food to eat. Right now you have family and friends who think that your life matters, so call them. You have a park nearby with beautiful flowers to see and smell and great music on your phone to soothe your soul. So enjoy it all and be thankful. My wife, Esther, is a health coach. She helps other people learn how to take better care of themselves. I've learned a lot about self-care from her. It's about paying attention to what you eat and when and why. It's about paying attention to your work habits and sleep patterns, taking the time to center yourself and setting intentions for your time and energy. So let's do that. Let's be intentional. Let's continue to love one another. Let's listen and learn, sing, shout, laugh, and sleep. Eat good food, move our bodies, and breathe. Wow. Thank you, Don. Really appreciate that. That was truly beautiful and uh, appreciate you and appreciate your family. Thanks so much for contributing today uh, to our community and what's happening here at the river. And you know what? Thanks uh, to you uh, viewers who are watching this. We really do appreciate that. And you know what? We really appreciate um, hearing from you. And we really do want to hear from you. We'll, our emails will be up on the screen here and uh, shoot us an email. And by the way, if you would like to stay in touch and, and be up to date on all that's happening here at the river. Zoom groups and other things that are going on, just let us know and we'll be happy to add you to our email list. Yes, so do that. And I'd like to end today with a prayer. And let's start by just calming ourselves and simply noticing our breath, God's gift of life. Let's thank God for it. And as we do, let's hold in our hearts those whose breath has been taken away. God, we come before you now with so much going on inside of our hearts. Help us to let our feelings run their course. We ask for your help and encouragement to use our voice to speak out against racism. Spirit, empower us to look inside and examine our hearts and see what we couldn't see without your help. Please do all of this so that we can be active participants with you, Jesus, in ending racial injustice, and bringing peace, hope, and life to this world. Amen. Amen. Let's conclude by singing the doxology together. Would you sing it with me? Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise God all creatures here below. Praise God for all that love has done. Creator, Christ.
Christ and Spirit one. Amen. Thanks, everybody.